do you start the backup who's been working with the team on the field all week long in preparation for a single opponent or the Canton-bound franchise quarterback who would conceivably get cleared at the last second without any practice? Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. It'll be Steelers versus Chargers Sunday night in Los Angeles, and that is just about the only thing we know for sure about this game. Players on both sides are continuously being consigned to COVID protocol and we're likely not going to know who's available, who's not, until, you know, an hour and a half before kickoff, which is when the NFL requires teams to submit their inactive lists. And in the Steelers' case, in addition to uncertainty about T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, and others, there's also the kind of big issue of who's going to play quarterback. And even if Ben Roethlisberger gets cleared in time, there are a lot of variables involved in just saying, oh, well, Ben's ready. Here he is, everyone. Not that simple. For one, he has not been involved, couldn't have been involved in anything at the team facility. So even if he gets his two negative tests that's required for someone who is asymptomatic, he still won't have been wearing spikes in grass doing anything. And you can say, well, he's done this forever and it's not a big deal. But there's a reason that teams and individual athletes practice. It's not just about doing what you've always done. It's also about targeting that other team and their strategy and the way they like to do things, which is why in practices, in NFL practices, you have scout teams mimicking what the other guys are trying to do. Ben won't have experienced any of that. He also hasn't been, according to Matt Canada and others yesterday, uh, involved in quarterback classroom sessions this week. He has had, according to all of them, uh, visual communication, virtual communication with Mike Sullivan, the quarterback's coach. And Ben has prepared as if he's going to play, according to Canada. Okay, but when would he be cleared to get on an aircraft. Los Angeles isn't just around the corner. When would he really need to get the green light? And then do you take into account cross-country travel? Now, as somebody who flies all over the continent routinely, I'm actually in Montreal doing this show right now, I don't think it's that big a deal. I'm not a believer in jet lag, in, in parentheses there. But maybe it is to others. 
maybe it is to Ben. You'll recall that the Steelers tend to be absolutely terrible anywhere in California. So that's going to be in the mix too. And then there's Mason Rudolph. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format works best. Learn more about all of this at pointpark.edu. Rudolph has been here. Rudolph's been out on a field. Rudolph just played the last game. Rudolph didn't play all that badly. And to repeat, if those two fumbles hadn't occurred in overtime, we'd all be talking about how Rudolph led this team to victory. Regardless of the opponent. Regardless. We'd be talking about how, hey, he got it done. Well, he did get it done. Not once, but twice in overtime. Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth didn't get it done. So he's fresher in that regard as well. So it's putting him in kind of a, a strange spot too. He's preparing, but he's not sure he's going to play. And here's what Mason had to say after practice yesterday on the South Side. That's the battle between self and team. I think, I think you know, I try to... Yeah, we're all going to feel that way inside, but but at the end of the freaking day, what, what matters is the team and, and going out and winning the game. So regardless of who's playing the quarterback position, the Steelers, you know, we want to win, and we want to continue to put stack wins in our column and, and um, you know, set ourselves up for the postseason. So that's a mindset. There is that balance that an athlete in a team sport has to walk between individual and team. Mason has always spoken all the right things about that. Most NFL players do. But there is a different mindset that's attached to knowing you're going to start, knowing you're going to be the guy. And yeah, you can say into infinity, well, he's a backup. This is what his life is. He should be able to whatever. That's not the point here. It's not about his feelings. It's about giving your team the best chance to win. Is the best chance to win having a confident, fully prepared, knowing he's going to be ready, backup quarterback who played okay the previous week? Or is it basically Ben rolling out of bed Sunday morning and getting some kind of, uh, I don't know, private jet? How would that even work? Because he can't board the charter with the team until he's cleared. When might he be cleared? We don't know. That's not the kind of thing they're going to share with us. There's just a lot of different things that go into it, and I'm not so sure that Mike Tomlin shouldn't have just stated at some point this week, hey, listen, this is, this is already way too much uncertainty for this football team. Not just the quarterback thing, but a bunch of guys. Uh, yes, yes, you do want to have your best players available, but you also have to have players in general prepared. Tough, tough, tough.
tough call. I am not going to sit here and pretend to have a solid stance on this. I'm sorry. I'm not going to have that on everything. I'm just glad I don't have to make it. When we come back, just one question. One question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbage, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp and medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers, capital S, capital L, for the past 15 years. And yes, that is a real thing. The super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's J1Q comes from Matt Hanford who asks, how many of our current problems could be fixed with the Steelers unused cap space? Like are there actual examples of people we could have gotten with the money we have available? Yeah, Matt, all of them. (laughs) I mean... I know there's a tendency whenever you're discussing potential acquisitions or trades, everybody wants names. Give me names. Give me names. Because names are fun. Names then turn into rumors. Rumors then turn into reporters pretending that they know things that they actually might not know. And everyone gets all wild about it because they start picturing other players wearing their favorite team's uniforms. That's not what applies here. Yes, if this is what you're referring to, I've been critical of the Steelers for sitting on $10.25 million in cap space. I don't like that in a year that's almost sure to be Ben's last. The two things don't dovetail for me. You know, this isn't about... Uh, trying to do what's right for Ben, or Ben took a pay cut so that they could do this or that, although both of those things are real. It's just common sense. You're bringing back a 39-year-old quarterback. You're not doing really anything that aligns with rebuilding other than the offensive line, and that was really forced by Marquise Pouncey and David DeCastro. So what is the point? It's certainly not to have it roll over into next season, although it does. You already had $60 million plus available in cap space for 2022. So what was the point? What was the point? Matt, it, it goes across the board. It's, it's an offensive lineman. You know, it's an interior guard. It's uh, an interior defensive lineman, for that matter. You went into this season, if you're Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin, and they make these decisions jointly, thinking, expecting that you were going to have Steph on to it. And that's, you know, regardless of what anyone thinks about Steph's situation, that's tough. You know, that was... That was a, a, a Hail Mary there. 
No, still looks that way. You've basically left Cam on an island with the way Chris Wormley and Isaiah Bugs are stopping or not stopping the run. You've done a lot of the same on the offensive line, except there isn't even an individual that you would identify as being on an island because none of them have been very good. $10 million will buy you interior linemen on either side of the ball. Who are they? How would you acquire them? It can be a trade. It could have been free agency. It's not a matter of who's sitting around and who's on his couch and who's waiting for a call or, or anything like that. You can acquire people via trade. We saw that right up until the deadline. And this deadline passed with the Steelers doing nothing. Nothing at all. And I, I'm not okay with that, but I'm also not okay with the fact that I feel like I'm the only one who's ticked off about it. I feel like I'm the only one that's looking at it like they did something wrong, and I'm trying to picture if that would be the similar reaction for the other teams in town in, in, in the same situation. I don't know why the Steelers seem to have skated on this. That ought to come from Art Rooney. That's not a, a a Colbert and Tomlin final call to make. What if Art Rooney says, hey, look, what are we doing with all this cap space? What are we doing here? We can clearly see that we need help on both lines. You know, it, 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 how does that happen? And everyone just goes, well, you know, whatever. It's okay. Or who would you have gotten, which is kind of what you're asking, Matt. Anybody. You know, chances are really, really good. They would have been better than what's here. And if that's even just one or two players, that's a big difference given this team's needs. I appreciate the question, Matt, as always. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, and we will do another one of these on Monday after the game against the Chargers.